This is Joy Sounds, music you need to know, our weekly podcast presenting the brightest independent artists. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. This episode is proudly presented in partnership with Music Connection. Music Connection has been an invaluable resource to the entire music community since 1977. For more information, please visit musicconnection.com. Our guest on today's show is the New York-born indie trio Kid Sister. Comprised of drummer Rebecca Webster, bass player Sarah Caden, and guitarist Sable, Kid Sister has earned a dedicated fan base by becoming a surprise breakout hit on the app TikTok. During the show, Kid Sister performs three songs live from the Joy Sound studio in a safe, socially distanced session. They perform Dallas, Simple Math, and Peter Gabriel. You can find all these songs on their debut self-titled EP available on all platforms. Also, be sure to check out video from these live sessions on the Joy Sounds website, joysoundsmusic.com. So let's get the show started with Kid Sister performing their song, Dallas, live on Joy Sounds. Thank you. 
And that was Dallas by Kid Sister. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the Joy Sound Studio, Sable, Sarah Caden, Becca Webster, Kid Sister. How are you guys? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> We're good. We're good. How are you? It's so nice to have you here in a very responsible, socially distanced way. It's so true. Yes, we can confirm. We're yes. being so responsible right now. Definitely want to go on record with that. Dallas, what can you tell me about that song? That was one of our first songs that we wrote together. Yeah, I think it, I was, think it was the second one. the second one. Yeah. This was Sable and I's senior year of college and... Um, we had just decided to kind of start up this writing partnership. I don't know if at the time that we wrote the song, it was even like a fully realized band. Yeah, we were just BFFs we liked each other's music and we were like... Totally. And we were vibing. (laughs) Um, Nice. Well, that's what... It's got to start somewhere, right? Totally. So we were just in my little apartment that I lived in. It was like so dingy. And I had like a little looper pedal going with a little loop and I was just playing bass. It just kind of was this droning, like, what you hear in the intro was, like, the whole thing, yeah. and we just kind of exhausted that D major 7 like, 14-minute yeah. voice memo or something. Seriously, like, of us just with that one loop of, like, bling, ging, 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 and yeah. just, like, us, like, tossing melodies over it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it ended up being this really kind of just really dreamy thing that I totally love, and it's definitely been... A fan favorite for us. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It, I think because it, it's kind of vibey and it did well on the app TikTok. <laughs> okay. So um, I think, yeah, it was actually kind of surprising because we didn't write it as a song like that. And especially because of the elongated outro, we wrote it really for ourselves. And especially with that outro and, and we when we played it live. We would just kind of riff on that end for a really long time and like it was always super fun. And uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising that that one got the most plays out of all of our stuff because we just weren't expecting it, which is great. Yeah, (laughs) it totally is great. But I think, you know, looking back, it definitely fits with the kind of like the popular songs of right now, which I feel like you like. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Like I definitely think the whole like kind of vibey you know, like bedroom kind of aesthetic is very prominent on TikTok, especially. I don't really know why, but... <laughs> That's not how I... So I'm not a um, TikTok user per se. <laughs> you don't dance on the no, app? No, but, but, <laughs> but that's how... that's that. I guess that's how I thought sort of was the platform for making up dances, sharing dances and those yeah. types of things rather Same. than these kind of more moody, cerebral, yeah. you know, kind of things. But you, yeah. you, is it changing or did are you just kind of part of something that is also embraced on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. honestly, like I, I absolutely think that it's expanded so much, which is really interesting. I think in the beginning, um, you know, everyone kind of wrote it off as, I mean, us too. Like Pre-COVID, <laughs> like, I think. Yeah, pre-COVID, it was very, you know, middle schoolers making dance videos, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. But, I think like it's definitely expanded and just the content creation you see on there is so crazy. Like there's there's like cinematic stuff, you know, these like mm. aesthetic, Wild. like amazing, beautiful videos. And I think it's been like honestly so great for like the young like artist community, Creator. I think. Mm-hmm. I think we were kind of around the first one of the first like music groups to kind of like put live covers up on yeah, that. Oh, is that right? We were um, like right in the middle of the pack. Like, yeah. there were people there before us, and then there were a bunch of people after, after us. Yeah. And now, yeah. like, right now, the app is, like, 
super oversaturated. So mm-hmm. we kind of came in right like I think we, we hit just it like as got, it was blowing up. Yeah, we literally yeah. just like Trojan horsed into the <laughs> yeah. into the scene, which was like perfect. <laughs> yeah. What was the result of you guys getting this attention on TikTok? It it was really great. At, like, yeah, it was it was interesting. We've been through a few different experiences <laughs> with it and like with the outcome. But the best part about it was that it increased our followers. Like I, it, that always sounds very um no but like our spotify like yeah, our like it sounds very different but d- distant but it like increased our followers on spotify which was the craziest thing because who follows people on spotify like right. you know right. what i mean it's, it's a different thing yeah, yeah. I mean. um and instagram which was really cool and each platform we can use to like express a different kind of thing and express ourselves in a different way and so kind of gaining those followers there allowed us to like connect with a lot of different people and like young kids and like 15 year old kind of like fans that were like sending us stuff and saying that they're inspired to create their own band so that's really i mean that's like what everyone wants right like that's That's when you like start playing music that's like what you want and so to get a little bit of that has been so insane that's wonderful yeah um we just wish we could now play live shows oh my god (laughs) because it's a trade-off like a little bit of a like a little tiny baby platform. Yeah. Like I want to, you know, see what we can do with that. Yeah. But, Even yeah. just like the one, like the one-off you and I did for the radio station in in Norwalk, yeah. Connecticut. This girl and her mom came. Remember, like two hours away. They drove like two and a half hours or yeah. something. Now that's like a that. fan. That's a real fan, you guys. Her mom was like, <laughs> "I know." Yeah, and it blew my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, we. Cr- I think we cried. I got well. I cried when so this amazing fan sent us this like care package and they had made a bunch of earrings and buttons and all this like kids sister like beautiful on them yes beautiful drawings and even put one in for sable's sister sister. yeah whose name is in our song and and i opened it and i was like yeah (laughs) the dedication like I couldn't wow. believe it. And they wrote us this like really long letter and also just like very precious like long letter in like teenager prose, which is like, oh, I just love it. Like the use so of like heartfelt. LOL. It's Hi, so hard. It's, so it's real. Oh it's completely it's real. It's so real because that you're just like you're 15 and you're like you're ah. feeling it all. You're feeling all the emotions. I mean, I'm the biggest fangirl ever. Totally. Like my sister and I, like I, we were just talking. I was just telling them about a Harry Styles dream I had last night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm so there. So it's really cool. So we just heard a live version of Dallas. Um, can we find Dallas on a current recording? We have our debut EP released on hopefully every platform it's called kid sister um it's just a little self-titled debut ep everything that uh, you're gonna hear today is on that ep yeah great and live we're hearing you as a very straightforward three-piece band but things get sort of orchestrated out a little bit more in the ep so you get different versions of kid sister right the the live version and the recorded version which is pretty yeah. cool yeah, yeah definitely absolutely and i think we're definitely like just now that kind of things are kind of picking up for for us in a sense um in like the tiny sense that they are um we've kind of done a lot of talking about how we can keep like the sacred triangle going but also build out the setup and kind of use 
more elaborate technology to really just like fill out the sound and mm-hmm. I think it's fun to talk yeah. about. I mean Yeah, like, we're really I would I would just love to, you know, get that sample pad going oh. and oh, sure. um, yeah. beef up that live sound. But yeah. And like the coolest thing about the trio is you can always come back to absolutely the roots and like And it gives you a place to evolve from. Yeah, yeah, that's you very know, true. Um, one of the things that bands can do is overproduce themselves right from the very beginning, and then they've yeah. got no place to go. But what we just heard today on on uh, Joy Sounds was just the three of you playing your instruments, and so we, you've got uh, all that space to build out. So that's cool. We're gonna we're gonna get a chance to hear you evolve in your live performance. Yeah, yeah. we're we're super excited about that, and I also just feel like the trio setting is kind of the perfect level of like you're kind of at your peak engagement as a musician, like you're doing the most possible work at like, it's like the perfect, how can I put this? I mean, you just have to be. Like it's the peak engagement, but it's also the correct amount of support, like from your fellow bandmates and you kind of just leaning on each other and like you can kind of push. Yeah, totally, which is really cool. And I also just think that we've all kind of grown up listening to the fattest trios. The fattest <laughs> trios. Like, oh, uh, like you with Green Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first concert. Yeah. Definitely, Becca talking. Definitely saw them a lot of times. <laughs> oh, I love Green, Green Day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> but even, like, you know, like the Police, Led Zeppelin. Oh, the like, Police. There's just so many iconic trios. And, yeah, I think we definitely... You know, Led Zeppelin is a quartet. Oh. Well, with the lead singer. Three That's people guess, in the band. Yeah, I, I, yeah, hear yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I don't know. Um, I gave her a pass on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry guys, edit that out. Roasted. Um, but like Jimmy, like there's just like, dude. So, yes, yeah. Jimmy. It's also Nirvana. Funny. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because since our audience was expanded through social media, most people now that follow us and that listen to our music didn't know us pre-quarantine, and so we really. I mean, we've started playing together in 2017, and. That was when we had like two songs written. So we would play those two songs and then a combination of my like my songs and Sarah's songs. And so we were basically we were just a live band for a good amount of time. And then like it obviously evolved like once we started recording and stuff. But yeah. 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 So let's hear another one. Yeah. Let's let's cool. hear another one in this uh trio okay. format, in this live trio format. And uh how about we talk about it afterwards after you guys play it for me? So the next song that you guys have uh, ready is Simple Math. So this is Kid Sister performing Simple Math on Joy Sounds. Have it be 
That was Kid Sister with a live performance of Simple Math. Let me take a moment and tell you about our co-sponsor, Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection caters to artists, musicians, industry pros, and support services. For years, Music Connection has been known for discovering new talent by reviewing unsigned artists, both through its live performance reviews and critiques of recordings. Music Connection never charges a fee for its reviews. Known for years as the Musician's Bible, Music Connection bridges the gap between the street and the elite. It exists to serve artists and music makers of all genres, offering connections to the unconnected and to provide expert, cutting-edge information that can help you take your music to the next level. Whether offering tips on raw survival or exclusive contact lists of industry pros like managers and label representatives, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the professional and semi-pro musician. Check it out at musicconnection.com. Now, let's get back to our conversation with Sable, Sarah, and Becca of Kid Sister. 
And that was Kid Sister with Simple Math. That song, you guys seem to sort of stretch the song form. It gets expanded. How did this one come about? I feel like I kind of blacked out the song because for me, <laughs> it took like a while. It at first. No, I really, I did like it, but it was just hard for me to get on board with it, I think. Oh. I just didn't know how it was going to turn out. and Because I, I think it was really like, it was super in your head, Sarah. And like, yeah. you really, you really had a good idea of of the song and so I was kind of along for the ride. It started yeah, with Sarah. Okay. I had this like kind of concept that I had just written in my notebook and it was like I keep falling back on simple math trying to subtract you and that was all I had and I kind of remembered this Manchester Orchestra song called Simple Math and I was like trying to write this song but the this Manchester Orchestra song was so present in my brain that I just kept writing it and I was like this is a copyright problem <laughs> um so I was like I knew that the only way I was going to kind of come out of that was to bring it to you yeah cuz I was like I really think that this has something I feel so passionately about it but I keep writing a pre-existing song yeah. you know what's interesting about the lyrics is I think it was kind of the first song that we wanted to put super flowery like poetic like pretty imagery in um and have it be kind of ambiguous in the verses of kind of what's going on because we had written little sister song um which was our first single and our first song ever written and then dallas which are very in your face like you know what's going on it tells a story and this one it was really it was a really fun writing process because we were kind of able to like it was a departure for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's kind of nice when Sable and I like come to Becca with something that we've written because she gets to cheerlead us. And you, she, <laughs> you've said so many times, like, "This is my favorite no, song." I'm obs- I'm so obsessed with Simple Math. Like, <laughs> and I love I'm not it. supposed to say that, but I love it. Like, <laughs> I really like. No, like, makes I, me so warm. And I fuzzy. literally remember like being in my dorm room last year, and you sent me like the voice mem, and just like showing my roommate and us just like getting all like emo and like vibey in my room <laughs> well like, i love yeah. it just like talking becca up it's so it's great deep. to have a drummer that loves songs so much oh my god <laughs> let me just talk about this for a second no. let me just explain Sarah, please talk about this let me for just a explain to you how much becca rebecca ripped. webster is the most shredding drummer becca and i met when you were prepubescent. Ten years old. I watched, oh, so you guys go way oh, back. We go yeah. way back. Oh, no I watched Rebecca go through puberty. Okay. <laughs> I met her while I was in the thick of my own puberty. Right in the middle of it. I was so deep in it. And I was off Bull on cut. my own, not yeah, knowing yeah. either of you guys. But so <laughs> my own and, and a rock band was formed. Yeah, so, so, so basically, Becca and I met when we were super young in an after-school program in Fairfield, Connecticut called the school of rock and yes it is the holy grail (laughs) i'm so jealous i love it so much um it's just like this awesome after school program that it is what it says it is what it says exactly what it is that's so right it is what it says (laughs) basically we just would go there after school and we would just play all of like pop music like I mean, yeah everything i think the thing that's so crazy about it is like they just like put you through the rip like yes. they put you through everything and like 
you know, like you're you start off you're playing the Beatles and then like a month later you're in a prog show. Yeah. Like that's just like how it happened. Literally. And, and also like our like shout out to our teacher, like Frank, because he did this great thing where he kind of just like put bl- like horse blinders on us and would just be like, go do it. Go do it. And I would be like, okay, because I was 14. I didn't know that. We didn't know anything. I didn't know that it was weird for me to be like playing Rush Return to Forever. (laughs) Yeah, like playing like (laughs) Stanley Clark plays bass lines. So we kind of grew up playing together and and. I was um, just in my room listening no, yes, to the same Bonnie Bear record. You literally over and over. were like, <laughs> Sable was just a, <laughs> Sable was across the tap and Z, and she was ripping Sarah Borelli's like, records. Bonnie Bear, Borellis, um, Cheryl Crow, Cheryl Crow. But so she was getting the, the singer songwriter. No, she was. Yeah. Yeah. I was. And I was. honestly, that's kind of like that's like the secret kind of puzzle piece that we needed because we tried so many times to kind of put bands together and we were all like so deep in the like Led Zeppelin. Like we were so deep in that. And like Led Zeppelin already happened. And we, we kind of like, I couldn't break out of that. And then basically, so I went to college at, at University of Miami at the Frost School of Music down there. And that's where I met Sable. Hi. And then um, basically she, Eventually, we got to our junior year, and she wanted to hire hire me for a hometown gig uh, in Piermont, New York, at the Turning Point. And uh, I said, "I know this great girl drummer." <laughs> and then we played the show, and like it was so magic. Like I just was like, was. and I had no voice. Yeah, she, I, she had bronchitis. I, yeah, oh, no. I lost my voice, but it was still so fun. Oh, it was still so good. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. But you guys knew right from that gig. We knew the band. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Also, band we happened. like I had played at that venue a good amount of times, and it was just a hometown place, and I had been playing since high school, and like that was the first time I had seen it that full, and. They like no one in my hometown knew them, but it was just it was the power of the trio of the band. And like, yeah, it was really, really fun. That's really great to hear that this band was sort of started by that spark, that moment when you guys came together. You guys also want to be very proud as role models, as an all girl band as Mm -hmm. well. And that, that seems to be an important part of how your fans see you and how they they look to you as a role model. Am I right? I'm fine with marketing ourselves as an all-girl band because if I was a young girl, I would uh, instantly click on that. And I, I don't know, that's the that's the community we want to we want to reach and inspire. And like seeing comments of people saying like this made me want to start an all-girl band, and that's that's how to use it correctly. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's how to use the brand that's name important. correctly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like you know, there's kind of always this question of do we acknowledge the fact that we are all women or do we go with the... I don't even realize. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, you know what I mean? Like, do do we go with the, yeah. yeah, we are all females, we are playing in a band, or do we, you know, try to erase gender as a factor when it comes to musicianship? And like, I, I don't know the answer. <laughs> like, I think it's definitely it's a balance, but I'm kind of, I've always kind of been of the belief that like recognizing something like is so powerful so I feel like you know labeling ourselves as you know a female trio 
um, definitely has some some weight behind it in terms of just like what that says about our mission and yeah, who we're trying to reach, like you were saying. I don't know. I've gotten so much feedback in my life from people that are kind of like, I almost feel like it's a risk to use the disparity of like great female musicians to like all of like the male musicians out there. I almost feel like sometimes when you, you when you say like, well, like there's not enough women in music, people come at you with like, you just say that because you want this gig. <laughs> and I sometimes go to that place where I'm tricking myself and I'm like, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. Like it's not that big of a disparity. And then like I have to kind of like go back and remind myself that like I've done juries where like I was literally the only woman in the room. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and where I've been on tour with an all male team and I've gone like days and days without seeing another woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think like people thinking you were the girlfriend. Yes. And like all that stuff too. Like, I mean, that can be a whole other podcast, like <laughs> unpacking all of the negative experiences sure. that we have had with so many people, yeah. fans, staff, other bands. God. Oh my God. Walking but- into the music store. Oh, oh man, the, the music Heim, that Heim song. No, they talk about that. Oh my god, so good. That made me cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But I think that kind of to go back to what you were saying, Becca, about the question of like, do I erase gender? Because sometimes I want to. Sometimes I want to tell myself that it doesn't matter that I'm the only woman in the room mm. because I don't want people to think that I'm using that um, to make myself stand out. But I am always for pointing out that you know, like my gender, like it's important that I'm a woman because I play this way because I am a woman. Like I agree with that. Every like part of who I am, like as a player, as a writer is informed by my experience and my experience in the world is so much informed by my gender. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, I hate the whole like, you know, like, you play like a big old man. Oh like my I've, god! I've totally yeah. people that's have like, said to that's me, like, like the compliment. You play like a fifty-year-old man. I'm like, no, I play like a twenty-three-year-old <laughs> woman because I'm playing the bass, not a fifty-year-old man. Right, right. And and I just really think that our experience, just working with each other, and just kind of even just like playing with you, like playing with you is like no other rhythm section experience I've ever had like I've never had to fight you I've (laughs) never had to like we always are listening and I'm not saying that men don't listen I'm just saying that I think there's like a certain kind of sensitivity and deftness and just kind of feel that that comes with being a woman because in our lives we are positioned to be like emotional sounding boards all the time. And like, we have to be caretakers and we have to listen because of like what we're conditioned to do. So when we go as players, like, God, I'm always all years. I'm always all years because in my personal life, I'm always all years, you know, because that's what's expected of me. Yeah. And that's okay. And I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy to kind of figure out, you know, who I am in that context. But I just, yeah, I am a woman. I play the bass. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Even though we do make music like for women by women, we want to invite everyone into the experience because like... There really is so much to be had from, you know, 
this kind of music. So we really want to, mm-hmm. you know, men are cool too, <laughs> <laughs> and and non-binary people and every person. Everyone we love you all. Gender spectrum, and they should all listen to the yeah. EP. <laughs> Everyone yeah. in the world, yeah. listen to this EP, please. Yeah. There you Sorry, go. there yeah. you go. Well, Sable, Sarah Caden, Becca Webster, Kid Sister, it's been so awesome to catch up with you guys. But before you go, I'm not going to let you go without playing me another song. Mm -hmm. And you already told me off air that what you want to play me is Peter Gabriel. Wow, that's a striking way to name a song. Yeah. So (laughs) how how did this one come about? Oh, my God. We needed another song. <laughs> no, literally. Hey, literally. A, lot of, a lot of songs were written out of that group because of that. Yep. Yeah. We needed another song. Just It was just our own rules, but we really wanted a sixth song. And um, we, we, Sarah and I were living in Nashville and we took a walk. And Sarah kind of came up with the rhythm of the bridge that like... Dun, 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 dun. And so we were kind of going off of that and... We I, we kind of wanted like a really sweet love song because we had written like heartbreak and other stuff and we didn't really write anything that was like a really nice moment in time of like falling for someone. We were also just on a Peter Gabriel kick if you couldn't tell. We were also like we were trying to write like an anthemic thing. Yes. Like yes. we had both like something big. We had both never really written something that felt like in your eyes or felt like I was listening to like a ton of Madonna. So like, yeah, like true, I was true. like bumping like a prayer constantly. Cause I was like shedding that baseline. Yeah, like yeah, that's why. And I was like, had it on repeat and I was like, man, how do people write songs like this where you just feel like your whole body is lifting off the ground? Like I don't get it. And I wanted to, to try that yeah. with you. Sable, Sarah, Becca, thank you guys for coming by today. This has Thanks just been so It's been my pleasure. But to finish today's show, this is Kid Sister playing live their song, Peter Gabriel, on Joy Sounds. In your eyes again In your eyes again Just as long as it changes the shape of my heart What's that song that
Be sure to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. <laughs>